MLM Nation, episode 45. I truly believe that all of us, no matter where we are in our business, no matter what, what level, if we're challenged and we're not seeing successes or if we're thriving tremendously, I believe that in every place we are today, we're meant to be here so that we can share our stories with people in our team down the road and help them move through their struggles. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and today I am curious. I'm inspired, and just like always, I'm fired up to bring our guest today, Kimmy Everett Brook. Kimmy, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am, Simon. Looking forward to it. Kimmy Everett Brook has a really inspiring story to share today. At the age of 40, she found herself as a recently divorced single mom that could barely pay the bills each month to raise her daughter. Through her sister, she discovered network marketing, and then in less than four years, she was able to build a team of over 20,000 people and earn over $2 million in personal commissions. Her whole life totally changed. So, Kimmy, i just given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. You know, at the time, I was struggling financially. I was working 60 hours a week at my daughter's private school in Honolulu, Hawaii. And as you can imagine, it's quite expensive to live in Hawaii. But one of the benefits of my daughter going to, or me working at where my daughter went to school, was that she got to go to school for free. So it was just a huge advantage to have that job. However, my income did not reflect the cost of living in Hawaii whatsoever. And my rent was actually... $2,500 a month and my income was $2,000 a month and I was just kind of getting to the end of this little nest egg I had from my divorce and was really looking at the chance of possibly having to move in with my mom. And so when my sister introduced me to network marketing on the first day, I didn't say, oh my gosh, I think I've found my answer. I said, oh, good for you guys. That looks great because, you know, I was working 60 hours a week and to add an extra thing to my plate was not something I was thinking about. So, um, but what happened is, you know, over about a five day gestation period, I started to just think more and more about the what ifs. Wow, what if I could just make an extra $500 a month? What if I could talk to some other people who thought that this was pretty cool too? What if all of a sudden things started getting better? And so that's kind of where the seed was planted that had me start to think, wow, maybe I could actually do this. And um, from there, what happened is, you know, timing is everything. I really believe that. And had I been approached by my sister maybe even three months previously, I probably wouldn't have been open whatsoever. But my daughter, it was a summertime. We were going into the summer. It was June 2009. And, you know, as a single mom, having to find a place to put my daughter was a real challenge for me, get, getting her into some kind of a camp or some kind of a summer school program. And like I said, I was really at the end of my financial rope that June. 
soon. And so my sister said, you know what, Kimmy, send her to us. My sister lived in Colorado and she said, we will take care of her for the summer. And that would be the first time that Haley, my daughter who was 11 at the time, and I would be separated. So Haley got on the plane and off she decided to go to be with my sister for the summer. And that day was the defining moment for me. My my thoughts as I got into my car after saying goodbye to my 11-year-old as she cried and she got on the plane, I thought, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be the one taking my daughter on her summer vacations. And I want to be the one sitting next to her on her plane rides. And so called my sister from the car and I said, you know what, that thing you talked to me about the other day, I'm doing it. I'm signing up. I want to, I want to do this. And she was totally surprised because, you know, she had just gotten started and she hadn't shown me a presentation and neither of us knew anything about, quote, what we were going to be doing. Um, So that was kind of the start of my network marketing career. Wow. So when Haley was gone, how long was she gone for? Just for a summer and then uh, she came back? Yes. So it was like a two months period? Exactly. It was six six weeks and uh, she went to stay with my sister in Colorado. But one of the things that my sister did for her that summer is they took her to Italy. So for half of that six weeks, they were in Italy. And so, you know, here I was in the office every day feeling sorry for myself, having a little bit of a pity party. And so this was the perfect time for me to grasp onto network marketing, take it and run. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. So after the six weeks, she went back uh, to Hawaii with you. Yeah, she came back home. So, yep. so how did you do it then? So, so she's back at home, and you got this job and stuff. Did you have to take care of her? And I think this is a challenge a lot of listeners encounter. They just somehow they feel like they don't have time. And of yep. anyone, you made it happen. You're a single mom, and you made it happen. So, how did you balance, and what did you do to create the time to build your business? You know what? That's a great question. And the best tip that I was ever given in this profession was before I started. So as my sister went off to Italy, I got connected with the top earner of our company and he recommended that I read a book called Beach Money by Jordan Adler. And I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking I had total buyer's remorse. I was like, how on earth am I going to do this? Not only when my daughter gets home, but even when she's not home because I'm working 60 hours a week. Um, And so in the book, Jordan Adler talks about the fact that he went to lunch every day with a new friend and shared his business. And so that was where my idea started was, oh my gosh, that's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to build my business on my lunch break. And that's exactly what I did uh, for the time my daughter was away. And then once she got back, I just continue to meet with people for an hour a day during lunch. That is awesome because we got to eat anyway, right? Exactly. So, so instead of like reading the newspaper or watching TV, like talk to some people. Right. You know, I learned to really take advantage of those little moments where I had free time. So as I was riding into uh, driving to school every day, it was about a 30 minute drive to get to my office. I would simply plug my headphones on and listen to some of the company trainings and teachings. And so that's where I started learning how to build the business. And then I'd have my lunch break. And then on my drive home, I'd listen to more tapes and teachings. And so little by little, the information just, you know, I assimilated it very quickly. You know, I know success is a journey, and even though you uh, had a tremendous success in a very short time, right, in just four years earning, earning over $2 million, but it had to be points where it was really challenging and frustrating. Can you take us back to one of those moments where it was really tough and you were frustrated and maybe you wanted even to quit, but somehow you didn't? Well, I have a day in particular uh, – 
that that stands out for me. And this was early on in the business. And, um, you know, I had been invited to go to lunch with a friend. And so I was thinking, cool, here's my lunch date for the day. My friend who's going to take me to lunch, I'm going to show him the business. Well, I get in the car and sure enough, before he even backs out to start driving to where we're going to go to have lunch, where I'm thinking I'm going to show him my business, he says, uh, you know what, Kimmy, I've actually been asked to come and meet with you by all of our friends. Uh, we're really concerned about you, and we just want to make sure that you're okay. And so I was shocked. Basically, I had an intervention, and um, he, he was there to, you know, kind of represent all of our friends and that they thought that I was making a terrible mistake and that, you know, I was putting my career on the line and blah, blah, blah. So, needless to say, the lunch was very uncomfortable. I did not talk to him about my business and got back to my office, and that was definitely one of those days where I felt like quitting. I felt, oh my gosh, all of my so-called friends are talking behind my back and they don't have the nerve to come and share with me to my face and they don't even know what's really going on. Why can't they be happy for me? And so, you know, that was really a day where I kind of allowed my power to be given to other people and really care about what other people thought. And, you know, I got back to my office, I sat down and actually I had a, a picture of Haley with this cute little bulletin board in our office, my office mate and I, and there was a photo of Haley and I looked at it and I said to myself, you know what, there is nobody who matters more than my daughter and I know what I'm doing here and I'm not going to give my power away to people who don't even have any understanding of what it is I'm doing. And so I just picked myself up by the bootstraps and I said, okay, I, I've had my little pity party long enough and here I go, I'm going to keep going forward. And so it's pretty interesting. That same friend, I ran into him about a year later, maybe maybe a year and a half later, on the day that I had actually gone out and purchased my car that I had been awarded from my company, and I went out and purchased a, a Porsche, a Porsche Cayenne, and nice. the, and I I went to a restaurant to celebrate with a friend, and who should be there but the same person wow. who, who was telling me how concerned he and all my friends were, and I, I just can't tell you how sweet the victory was to be able to go up to him and give him a big old hug and let him know that I had just purchased a brand new car. Actually, my company had given it to me uh, for the network marketing business that I was in, and his face, if I could have taken a picture of it that moment, would have been worth a million dollars. So it was a it was a great victory for me and you know it was a great lesson in just never allowing what other people have to think about what we're doing wear us down. Yeah, you know what? We're human beings, so of course there's going to be a time where it might hurt or sting a little bit, but then just picking ourselves up and moving forward. Well, that must have been painful because the guy wasn't um, he was just like a messenger too, just one well, of many friends. The other friends didn't even show up. Exactly. Right? That's, exactly. That's tough. That's rough. Yeah, but you know, it's been interesting because I've learned over the years that um, it's just that people don't necessarily understand. And that's actually been another big learning lesson for me, for me is that not to be angry with people who don't understand what I'm doing, but to just honor where they're at. And it really come from a place of love. And even though I joke about it was a sweet victory to let him know that I'd been able to get a car, um, you know, I care about him and he's a kind person and he was only doing what he thought was in my best interest. Right. So, you know, a lot of times we 
say, oh, you know, hate the haters or, uh, you know, surround yourselves by people who will lift you up, which is all, it's true. Surround yourself by people who will lift you up. But for the friends of us, of ours in our lives that aren't on board, that's okay too, because, you know, those relationships existed long before our network marketing careers. And I don't believe that we need to end our friendships just because people don't want to be involved with what we're doing either. So it's been a good learning lesson all the way around. Yeah, you touched up a good, a good point that, um, you know, network marketing is not for everyone, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome, but not for everyone. And right. good, you know, top leaders like yourself, you know that it's about finding the right person at the right time. Right. And some people, it's just, it's just not for them. And instead of forcing it on them, you just move on and find the, you know, the next Kimmy Everett Brooks out there. Find the leaders. Precisely. And then, you know, what's interesting, too, is that when you're around those friends who have opted not to get involved with you and they don't ask about what it is you're doing or how your business is going, um, the reason is probably not because they're not necessarily interested or curious, but they're probably fearful that if they show any bit of interest, we're going to then dive right into trying to prospect them, which they don't want to be. So, you know, I've just allowed those friendships to really continue to blossom where they're at, at the level they're at. And if anybody asks, hey, what are your products? I'm happy to share my products. But it's pretty obvious when your dear friends are not interested. And so, like I said, there's nothing more important to me in my life than my relationships, regardless if somebody's in network marketing with me or not. And so, you know, that's one of our philosophies is keep your friendships intact. When you first started, like just say the first couple of days, first two or three weeks, did you have success pretty quickly or was it, uh, it took a while for you to get going? Well, my first, um, I didn't get connected with the top earner of the company till a little after maybe like three weeks after I actually joined. So that first three weeks, I was just kind of, you know, not doing anything. I didn't get started necessarily. But then when I dove in, um, when I got this email from him directing me and guiding me on exactly what I needed to do, uh, I, I went off to a very quick start. I see. What was the aha moment that really turned the business around? It was like the light bulb that went off. In that first three weeks or just overall in oh, general? Just an overall. Probably the biggest aha moment for you. The biggest aha moment that I've had in my business. Well, I'd have to say that it came out of the biggest um, heartache in my business. So what happened for me is I, I built in my company for four and a half years and um, – had tremendous success, was a top earner of the company. I had, you know, like you said, 20,000 people in my organization. I was on top of the world. I was thinking that this was going to be my company for life. And, um, you know, I, I really believed in my cause and was very passionate about helping other people to find their dreams and vision and goals through my company. And uh, overnight, my company actually sold to a much larger company. And, um, so there was a big heartache that took place during that transition because it was like all of a sudden it would be like coming into your house every single day and then all of a sudden you open your door and you come into somebody else's house and it's not your house and you don't recognize things in the house and yet you're trying to make things fit but they don't fit. It's almost like being in a one of those dreams where you're not sure what's happened. Hmm. That's kind of how I felt. And um, so, you know, I, I it, it was a very challenging time for me. I, I didn't fit into this new culture and yet I had promised all of these people a, a, a dream and so I felt obligated and you know um, what happened is I actually decided that 
I was going to uh, plant my pole somewhere else. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I left my company and I began to build over from scratch. But, you know, Napoleon Hill says that every adversity, every failure, every heartache uh, with, with all of those comes with it the seed of equal or greater benefit. And so for me, the aha of this really challenging, tough time of not knowing where I belonged or where my future was going to take me, um, to really just kind of learn to trust in the process and from that, something far more powerful, far more beautiful arose than I could ever, ever imagined. And so my aha, my takeaway from that experience was that, you know, in everything that occurs in our lives, whether it be terrible or whether it be great, there's, there's a lesson. And with me, it was that I really did have control, even though I felt like I had no control. I had control and I was able to make choices and decisions out of something that um, occurred to kind of, you know, get my life back on track on what was important for me. And so that's exactly what I did. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, if it's to be, it's up to me. And I really had to put that into play during this time of challenge and confusion and disappointment and just say, you know what, if I'm going to make something of my life, it's not anybody's responsibility, but mine. And now that I'm here in a new company and I'm rebuilding and, you know, I, I actually have started all over from scratch, ground zero, so did not bring anybody over from my old company. Um, it's just been a, an incredible journey. And, you know, I truly believe that all of us, no matter where we are in our business, no matter what, what level, if we're challenged and we're not seeing successes or if we're thriving tremendously, I believe that in every place we are today, we're meant to be here so that we can share our stories with people in our team down the road and help them move through their struggles. What would you say to some people? Because um, some prospects or even new, uh, distributors, listeners, to our show here would say that, well, you worked so hard for a company and you just lost it all like that. Mm -hmm. uh, is it even worth it? I mean, and then you have to start painfully from scratch. I know it's definitely hard work. You didn't take anyone from the other company over. Some people may think it's not even worth it. Uh, network marketing is not stable. It's not, it's not really residual because your company, you lost it, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone like that? You know what I would say is that there's no guarantee anywhere. I mean, the reality at my job that I thought was a stable job is that I could have walked in the next day and be, been laid off. And especially in today's day and age, we don't know what is going to last forever anywhere. And so, you know, that was one of the things that I had told my team in the beginning. I will never, never, ever, ever, ever leave my company. Well, I learned that I should never, ever say ever because you just don't know about circumstances that are going to happen. And so was it worth it? Would I do it all over again knowing exactly? Exactly what was going to happen would happen to me. Absolutely. Those four and a half years were some of the best years of my entire life, and I wouldn't trade them for anything. And even the heartache, while it hurt and was painful and it was challenging during that time, I actually, believe it or not, uh, fell in love. So some other extra goodness came from that that was completely unexpected. So when someone says to me, oh, network marketing is not stable, well, you know what? It's just as stable as any other career that you could possibly choose. And you do get to build residuals. And you know what? Like nothing in the world is a guarantee. So that's what I would tell people. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I agree. And I think one thing that's beautiful about network marketing, because, uh, you know, my first two years, I wasn't an instant success either when I started my business, but I learned so much. I, I always said I learned more in the first two years than the last previous 20 years of my life combined. You know, totally. Not just, not just about the skills, but about life, 
right? right? Dealing with challenges. Like we're never really taught how to deal with problems and issues and challenges, the leadership lessons you learn. And I think that you're right. Nothing is stable, but even if, you know, anything happens to your company, the skills that you learn, you can easily build something right back up. And just like the way you have done, Kimmy, other leaders we've had on ML Nation have done, just like Donald Trump has done, he's went bankrupt and earned the money right back. It's, it's the skills that you learn and what network marketing creates out of you. It creates something, it makes you a better you, right? And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing that. And because uh, I agree, nothing is stable, but what you learn out of this, you can do anything afterwards. Exactly. And I think it's easy to, you know, it's kind of like we have the opportunity to take two paths. We have the opportunity to take the path of a, a victim or of somebody who's in control of our destiny. And so, you know, for a little bit, I'm not going to lie, I played a little bit of a victim, <laughs> but I bounced back and decided that I had the power to go back out and do it again. And so, you know, I encourage anyone who's listening right now, even if you're have been in the same company for 15 years and you're feeling like it's just not fair, it's not working, you know, it's really truly up to just each of us to see successes. And so whatever it is that you might need a little bit of help with or a shift with, you take the effort, you make that first step to make those things happen versus counting on somebody else to do it for you. Definitely. I want to uh, jump back a little bit, uh, skip around. Sure. Going back to when you first started and you meant like the first three weeks, you were kind of floating around there and then you met that mentor. Yeah. Right. What did the mentor do that really got you going? What did he, what did that person do to you? Tell you, you know. Well, you know, um, I, he actually sent me an email that was literally like eight pages long of do this, do this, do this, do this. And here's the deal. I had gotten on, well, one of the things on that email said, get on the weekly leadership call. And so, you know, not being in network marketing before, I didn't get the whole culture of that you get on a weekly call. That seemed a little strange to me. But I got on the call and I'm so grateful I got on that call in particular because when I got started, my goal was to earn $500 a month extra to be able to just break even on my rent. That was my goal. And wow. I did not have any idea what the financial possibilities were. But um, <clears throat> so he started sharing uh, that that month he had earned $75,000. And I just can vividly remember my heart elevating and skipping a beat and the the level of excitement in me went from, you know, about a 30% to 150% because I heard him say $75,000 and I thought if he could make $75,000 a month, then I know in the next year I'm going to be making $100,000 a month. And I just said that to myself. Now, you know, it's funny because what I did, one of the first people I called after I got off that call with him was somebody who had been involved in network marketing, many companies. And I called her and I said, I just have to share with you. I just got off this call and I heard him talking about the fact he made $75,000 last month. And I want to let you know that in a year from now, I'm going to be making $100,000 a month. And she said, oh, honey, I hate to break it to you, but don't get your hopes up. Oh. And and so, you know what, though? Again, that could have either destroyed me and thought, oh, you know, brought me back down to ground earth and said, oh, she's right. What am I thinking? I'm crazy. But I said, you know what? 
I am going to do this. Now, let me tell you, I did not make $100,000 in my first year. I made well over, excuse me, I didn't make 100000 a month. I made well over 100000 in my first year, but I did go on to create $100,000 of monthly income a couple times in my company. But that initial reach out from him, just saying, do these few things. Number mm-hmm. one, get on the weekly call. That was huge for me to hear him. And then all of a sudden, I borrowed his belief. Number two, He told me to read Beach Money. I read Beach Money. It gave me the idea to build my business on my lunch hour. Number three, he said, listen to every single audio that you can because we in our company, we had a ton of audios posted. So as I mentioned, on my drive into work and on my drive home, I would listen to the audios. Um, And so really, I just decided that I was going to listen to somebody who had had success and I wasn't going to question what he told me and I was going to follow his instructions. You know, I think one of the benefits of being an athlete as a kid, I was a, a diver and a swimmer. I always had a coach. And so I was willing to listen and be coached by him. Yeah. I think coachability is the key. It's like, if you're coachable, anyone can learn anything, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the, we have to get our pride out of the way and be coachable. Mm-hmm. It's definitely challenging when you're working with somebody and they think that they know a better way. However, they've never done this. Um, but, you know, everybody has to find their mistakes and then come back and cor- course correct themselves. So a lot of times, you know, you can share information with somebody and help guide them in a way. But until they actually make the mistake and realize, oh, now I get it. Mm. Uh, sometimes that's the only way for people to learn. Let's share another story now. Take us to the time that you would consider your proudest network marketing moment. Okay. My proudest network marketing moment. Well, I'm, I'm incredibly proud that I was able to help some people uh, retire from their careers and go into network marketing full time. That, that's something I'm very proud of. But my very proudest moment, I would have to say, is when I was able to purchase my own home by the beach in Honolulu. Um, that took me about two and a half, three years in the business before I was able to do that. And uh, the reason I felt so proud about that was several reasons. Number one, the fact that I was seriously considering moving in with my mom when I joined uh, network marketing. Number two, I was able to show my daughter that anything we put our minds to is a, a, a possibility to accomplish. And that for me was very important to model that for her. Um, and number three, I did it on my own. I did it without a partner, without a, a financial support of a husband. And, and that felt really good to me. Hmm. You know, I, I love the thing you shared about your daughter because one of the reasons I love network marketing and I do like ML Nation and give back is I really believe, because being a father, you know, one of my, my wife was to spend time with my kids and I love my two boys. It's like, mm-hmm. I believe network marketing allows us to be better parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just because of the money, the lifestyle, and obviously the time, but the example we set, like the example you set for your daughter to teaching her that whatever we set our minds to, they can achieve. Because most kids don't get that from their parents, right? They definitely don't get that in school. I mean, if they're lucky, they may get it from a coach or a mentor they bump into, but most people don't have that. But, you know, MLM leaders like you, you're, sh- sh- you know, you're living by example to your daughter. Like, hey, if you set your minds to it, we can overcome the challenges and we can all be successful in life. So right. thank you for being a great mom. 
Absolutely. I think that, you know, that has been probably uh, another very proud moment for me was to watch my daughter create her own team and, you know, at 16 years old, lead team calls every week for the Wow, teenagers. that's awesome, really. Get up and speak in front of hundreds of people. Uh, she really uh, grew into an amazing leadership role because of network marketing. And so I'm excited to see, you know, where this uh, plays out in her life. She's actually right now, it, it's interesting when kids are at that teenage stage, you know, she, she has made the decision that she wants to go to college and I fully support that. I was thinking maybe she'd go into just being an entrepreneur and I am all about her doing what she wants to do. And so it'll be interesting to watch her path over the next four years as she enters into college and, you know, see, see if she comes back to network marketing as her home for work yeah but even like if, if, if she doesn't go back she'd be way ahead of the other kids because like like i mean most colleges kids are like what like kind of like what i was was we're shy to speak we're not proactive we just do what it teaches she i mean she has a 16 she has the leadership skills already so whatever she goes into from what she's learned in network marketing will help her become successful right exactly it's it's just such a gift such yes. a gift what's the one thing that excites you the most about network marketing now you know what excites me about network marketing right now today is the the vision and the philosophy of what we're creating. Um, my husband and I together, my husband owns our network marketing company and uh, the philosophy of really creating a new paradigm for network marketing, for building a different way, for having people outside of our profession respect what we're doing because of the way we recruit. And so I wake up every day excited to make a little bit more of a change in our profession and to bring it to a higher level of standard. And, you know, maybe it's going to take us 10 years. Some days I feel like we're making great progress. And then some days I feel like, oh, we're never going to get there. But I feel excited about what we're creating. You know, ML Nation, here's a really another twist to this story. Um, Kimmy shared before, like one of her biggest heartbreaks was when her company that she built up, she made $2 million in four years, had this huge team, got bored out, and she started over from scratch, right? But in every disaster, there's a blessing in disguise. And so the blessing, I mean, obviously, she's, Kimmy's successful now, but the real blessing is, if you don't know, Kimmy Everett Brook is also the wife of Richard Bliss Brook, who we had on ML Nation. And uh, by the way, Kimmy, that was one of the most popular episodes by far. Oh, really? Like people met. So we need to get Richard somehow, maybe later on next year or something, back on the show here. Because I, not just everyone else, for me, I got a lot out of it. I mean, I felt that he was doing a one-on-one -on -one mentoring for me. you know. Uh, but that's actually been one of the most popular episodes. I've gotten a lot of feedback about that. And, but Kimmy is the wife of uh, Richard Brooke. So can you share a little bit? Like, how did you, you two meet? How did, what, how, did, how did all that happen? Yes, absolutely. So we met uh, just through generic network marketing events, which are a great place to be to, you know, meet other network marketers and not to go and meet them to recruit them, but to find out what people are doing and having success and making friends in our profession outside of our own company. I remember the first generic event I went to was called Mastermind. And it was like, you know, just peeling this whole new layer back for me. I had no idea how many companies were out there and how many cool people were 
were out there in the profession. So it was really neat to be there. And Richard was one of the speakers. And then the next year, I went back again. And Richard was one of the speakers. And shortly after that, he and I were both invited to speak on a on a generic event called um, Believe with Sonia Stringer. And so there we had the chance to connect. From there, I went to his vision workshop. And so it was just over this time period of years that we got to know each other just as uh, business acquaintances. And he actually began to coach me. And um, through our coaching process, you know, I just really fell in love with Richard's style, with his uh, values, his integrity, the way that he approaches network marketing, everything about the way he does this business resonated with me. And then, you know, in the midst of everything happening with my company, that was kind of a, a turning point for us where we realized that we were falling in love. And so, like you said, there is a silver lining. And, uh, you know, who knows if that relationship would have occurred had the stuff not happened with my company. I don't know. So it all worked out just to be amazing. We went from um, being great business partners, business acquaintances to uh, great friends to falling in love to getting married. He actually he does things at the, at the very best, I have to say. He threw me a surprise wedding. And so I didn't even know I was getting married. About 30 minutes before my wedding, I was sitting out in the backyard in my bikini. And 30 minutes later, I was married with my entire family surrounding me, overlooking all of Hawaii. It was the most spectacular experience, a breathtaking experience. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That so, is really awesome. So ML Nation, if you're like single and you have a wedding on your dream board that is something to do a surprise wedding on the beaches in hawaii that is really cool what a special guy richard i love him yeah he's wonderful so yeah we're we're just really excited about our future together and about what we're going to create uh to make a mark in the network marketing world so that you know we really lift our profession up thank you for sharing that it was really a really 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 cool story the surprise wedding i didn't know about that Mm mm-hmm uh, as we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, Kimmy? Sure. What's one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? Oh, geez. I think I already told you. Uh, it's really, I think my very favorite success quote is, if it's to be, it's up to me. And, you know, I, I tried to Google who the originator of that quote is because I've heard so many peop- different people use it. It's used in personal development seminars. It's used on stage. And, um uh, Richard seems to think that it came from a, a gentleman named Reverend Bob Harrington, but I truly believe, especially in our business, that it's very easy to feel that it's somebody else's job for our success. You know, we talk about support. There's a difference between your upline supporting you and your upline enabling you. And so many times I hear people saying, my upline's not here. or I don't have anybody to talk to. And really the bottom line is then, you know what, go find people who you can talk to or find people who do help to teach you and figure things out on your own. Take the initiative and, um, and, and it, like I said, I just really believe it comes down to each of us making that choice. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I would have to say for me, it's consistency. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that the fact that I went to lunch every day, no matter what, no matter if I felt like it or didn't feel like it, I set the appointments ahead of time and had a lunch planned out every day during my work week. Uh, That consistency paid off for the next four and a half years of my business. And I have that same consistency now. I just... Can consistently talk to new people every day. 
What's the best piece of advice you ever got, Kimmy? The best piece of advice I ever got. Well, you know, I think I already shared that as well. It was to read the book um, Beach Money by Jordan Adler because if I hadn't read that book, I probably would have come up with all the reasons why I didn't have time to build this business. Definitely, definitely. Um, What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say if someone's interested to learn about the company, the business, do you use a newsletter? Do you like online videos, webinars? What do you use to prospect? You know, my favorite is uh, a, a webinar. I think webinars are very powerful, and that was how I was really able to build my business, not just in Hawaii, but all across the United States, Canada, and then branching out everywhere. So I encourage people, if you have a webinar with your company, uh, to utilize those webinars and invite people afar and not think you actually have to get together face-to-face to build your business successfully. What's one of your favorite apps or online resources? Uh, Do you use like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend to our listeners? I use Dropbox every single day. And the great thing about Dropbox is that you can create folders for, you know, different uh, team members and have private communication, or you can have a whole team communication going. So I absolutely love Dropbox. And I also love um, secret Facebook groups to communicate too. Um, Yes, definitely. Those are very, very good. Uh, aside from Beach Money by Jordan Allen, any other book you could recommend to ML Nation? Well, uh, yes, actually. There are uh, two books that I love that go hand in hand, and it's not that it's because he's my husband. It's because I really love these two books. Um, written by Richard Brooke, Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire. And this is about vision. And, you know, a lot of times people get scared by the word vision. What's your vision? I don't know. I don't have a vision. Well, this book helps you to identify things in your life that might be getting in your way, uh, old patterns, negative self-talk, and learning how to move through those to create what you want to create in your life. So I highly recommend Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire for personal, uh, you know, development and becoming uh, you know, the best you you can be. But then as a recruiting tool, I absolutely love the generic version of the four-year career. I share it with everybody that I talk to because it allows people to be educated about what network marketing is. And I believe that many people say no to network marketing simply because they don't understand it. So if you can educate them, then you are opening a door that might not ever have been opened before. And I'm not related to Richard Brooke like you, but I still I also agree that Mark Two Hair on Your Fire is one of the best books in MLM. Yeah, uh, it's just an inspiring story and about the mindset. It's all about the mental playing mm-hmm. that playing that movie of seeing yourself successful, which most people don't. Most people are playing the negative, the fears and the worries. And so, ML Nation, you definitely want to read that Mark Two of Your Hair on Fire. I will put that. Uh, Link to that book on the show notes page. And also, ML Nation, if you love audiobooks, just listen to audiobooks in general because you don't have the time to sit down and read, you can get amazing free audiobooks for free at uh, mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. Now, Kimmy, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Oh, I like million-dollar questions. Does that mean you're going to give me a million dollars? Well, this answer to this could build your business and give you another million dollars in your business. Okay. so here's the million-dollar question, Kimmy. Yep. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. 
Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar, where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven cold market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. There's three different days at four different times. So they can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills that help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you didn't know Richard. You didn't know your sister, your mother, Haley. You didn't know anyone, okay? But what is the first thing you would do to find prospects, find new prospects, and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, there's a couple things I would do. So first and foremost, I would do pretty much what I do anyway, which is get involved. I would go and find out all the things I love to do in my new community. Um, I'd join a tennis team. I would look at a volunteer option. I would look at some, I'd get the local paper and figure out all the happenings and start attending events. Now, I wouldn't be doing these things just to go and start immediately trying to prospect people. I would do this to start building relationships with people, get to know people and, you know, start to grow my list. I think a lot of times what people do is they jump right into the prospecting before people are ready to be prospected. And so there's a fine line of when to ask someone to look at your business. Um, So I would do that. But you know what I would definitely 
definitely do too, which I just think is the most amazing uh, business that has been created, is I would become an Uber driver mm. be because I would be able to meet new people all day long, every day, and create some extra income at the same time. Definitely. And you get I, good tips. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. This is the first person to said that. Very creative. I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, anybody who takes me up on that offer, I'd love to hear how it goes for you. We have a couple Uber drivers in our company, and it's the stories are just fantastic. Super. Uh, Kimmy, as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Um, let's see. Last words of advice. Well, thank you so much, Simon, for having me on your show. Um, you know, what I would just say to you, uh, for those of you listening, is, you know, just remember what it was that had you say yes to network marketing on the days where you're feeling like you just don't know if you belong here. And if you plug back in, for me, it was my daughter. Every time I felt like, oh, this is challenging, I plugged back into why I was doing this, which was my daughter. So if you have that reason that's strong enough for you, remind yourself of it on the days where you're just struggling and ask your team members to do the same thing on the days they come to you struggling because this business is unlike any other business out there. The quality of the income, the friendships, the amount of time we get to travel and spend with our families. I just don't think that there's anything out there that can replace what we have here. So don't give up on your dreams. That would be my advice. And the best way for people to find me is to um, find me on Facebook. Kimmy. It's actually on Facebook as Kimmy Merrill Brook. So find me on Facebook. I'd love to be friends and hear what you're up to. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Kimmy Everett Brook. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Kimmy, which is K-I-M-M-Y at the search bar and the show notes will pop right up. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Kimmy, thanks again for leading by example, be, being such a giver for sharing your valuable time with MLM Nation today. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate it. It was great to chat with you. You know, Kimmy, MLM Nation, we're grateful to you. We appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you again, and God bless you. Thank you. What an awesome story about network marketing, how it changes lives. You know, Thanks to Kimmy Everbrook. If you like that show, go to mlnation.net. Go to uh, type in Kimmy at the search bar, K-I-M-M-Y, and then thank her, connect with her. She is awesome. And it's just so inspiring, you know. She was a single mom in her 40s, right, stuck at a job. And then in four years, she was able to build a business, earned over $2 million, and then just to lose all that, too. And I think one of the lessons that... I wrote down, it was just good to know that nothing lasts forever in life, right? You just never know, right? You never know, I guess only God knows, or whatever is spiritual higher being, only that person knows, or that thing knows, that entity knows, but you just don't know. And But the good thing about network marketing, even if you lose it, and she kind of lost it, she has to start from scratch, the skills, the business and the life skills that you learn from network marketing, you can rebuild it just like that. And I think that's one common thing. You know, uh, if you're with a company that's been around forever, Consider yourself lucky. Just focus on that and keep building. If you been with a company had problems and then it went under, you know, went out of business, you know, don't quit. It's not the industry fault. And you know, in any type of business, things go out of business, right? But the good thing is, in network marketing, you learn the skills, the mindset, the attitudes, and the network, the people that no one can take away from you, 
right? People can take away your money, but no one can take away the wisdom that you've learned in network marketing. And to me, that's one of the most valuable things. That's more valuable than money because people can go and hack into your account, steal your money. People can rob your house, steal your belongings. Your house can burn down, but people can never take the wisdom and knowledge you'll learn through network marketing. And Kim was a great example where she started from scratch and and uh, rebuild it, you know, and another lesson is just being coachable. I think one thing that helped out Kimmy was she's very coachable. She didn't say, no, this is not me. You know, I've lived for over 40 years. This is not the way I am. Whatever her mentor, once she met the mentor, she did everything the mentor taught her. The mentor taught her to go to events. She went to events. Go to the leadership call. She listened in. Get in the, listen to the audios. That's what she would do on her drive. She stopped the radio and just listened to the audios. It's that coachability. So ask yourself, are you coachable? Or are you letting your pride and your ego get in the way and say, oh, that's not me. I don't do those things, right? Be coachable. That's actually one of the big traits, common traits that all successful leaders have. Um, and that's one of the things I did. When my upline said jump, I jumped. When he said lie down, I'll lie down, right? When he says go work more, go talk to more people, I did it. I didn't give any excuses. So be coachable because every leader is coachable. The last thing is, uh, it's such a touching, inspiring story. It's how she met Richard Brooke. You know, that's one of the Richard Bliss Brooke. That's one of the most popular episodes of ML Nation. That guy's awesome. Mark Two, Hair on Fire, one of the most awesome books in network marketing. Definitely read that. Uh, also, the book by Jordan Adler, Beach Money. Definitely get that. And um, and you can get audio books at mlnationbook.com. But it's just amazing that sometimes people see, oh, you lose your friends in network marketing. That's not true if you're doing it the right way. You got to learn how to have the skills. If you have the skills, you can do it. Okay. If you have the skills, you can do the business. You actually gain friends. You know, and I teach this. Um, I teach this in my sponsoring workshop webinar. You can just go to sponsoringworkshop.com to register. I do a two hour training, free training for anyone that teaches how to invite people. And if you invite people the right way, right? Not be pushing, nagging way, but the right way. You gain friends and you don't lose friends because you lose friends if you're approaching them the right way, being naggy, have, not having posture. But if you're approaching people the right way, amazing things can happen. Like one of my acquaintances became one of my best friends and he's a diamond director. You know, Kimmy met um, the love of her life, Richard Bliss Brooke, you know, and talk about being lucky, married to a guy like Richard Bliss Brooke, right? How Richard is one of the all-time legends in MLM. So it's just amazing what network marketing do. And um, so... Go back and think about this. You know, replay this maybe. Think about, are you coachable, right? Network marketing changes lives, but you got to be coachable and you got to be consistent. Kimmy was consistent every day, lunch. Every day, lunch with someone new and present. And present and follow up. So meet new people, present and follow up. So that's it for this uh, for this show. And if you like it, make sure you subscribe and review on iTunes. Okay, those are really important. And the best compliment you can give us, share it. Share with your downlines. Share with your other friends in network marketing, cross lines, up lines. And, um, and maybe share with a prospect. Maybe you have a single prospect who's a single mom struggling. Maybe they need to listen to this episode and find out how Kimmy Everett Brook did it. How she didn't have much time, but she managed to do it just by having one lunch meeting every single day. So that's it. Uh, thank you, ML Nation, for listening. It's been awesome fun again. It's been awesome just to, uh, you know, just to be with you, and I enjoy doing these interviews. Make sure you apply what you learn and share. If you have any um, aha moments, things that help your business, please go to our Facebook page as well and share. But that's it for this show, and thank you for listening. God bless you, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. 
Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.